What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. Before I introduce our guest today, make sure to help us spread the Lamb Fam word by tapping that subscribe button and leaving a review. Now let's get to it. So today we have an awesome guest, one of my friends, Michelle Spring. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. So, Michelle, how did we meet? Like, we met like, well, we've never actually met in person, but correct. Yeah, we, we met on Instagram. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> we met we, on Instagram, and I, I think, messaged you first. Yes, that's how it went. I actually went back and looked the other yeah. day. Uh, I think you heard me on another podcast, right? So I had just miscarried, and I was super like, I just felt so alone. So then I just started googling miscarriage podcast because like at work I could not hold it together and yeah so I would just listen to podcasts and then that's how I stumbled upon yours and you were a guest and then you put your handle on there and then I started following you and then I just reached out and I'm like I just have got to talk to somebody about this yes and we connected right away so yeah. I no, I had had one miscarriage at that point right correct Okay, so we were kind of on the same page there. Uh Um, Before we get started, you just want to do like a little introduction about like yourself and your husband and kind of like your story? Okay. Sure. So um, me and my husband met back in 2013, and then we got married in um, April of 2017, and then we got pregnant um, in early July. And then I had miscarried um, July 28th, 2017. And then um, we got pregnant again um, in late November. And Bo was born August 1st of 2018. Ah, yay. I'm so excited to get to that part and talk yes. about your rainbow baby. I remember we like video, we were like video chatting. Um, weren't we about our experiences and then yes. like, you were pregnant and you were like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, no, this is going to be it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the weirdest feeling. And we were like working out. Yeah. Mornings. Yeah. We were working out together. Oh my gosh. How funny. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so happy that, you know, you got to that point. And so with your first miscarriage, how, how far along were you when Six you found weeks. out? Your... So we were the same. Yeah. With our first, we were both six weeks along, and we both, gosh, July, we were like right on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, so crazy. So, what was your? I mean, I know a little bit about you, but everybody listening, kind of like, what were what were the emotions that you were going through when you found out you were pregnant the first time, and you know, all the way to like the loss of the pregnancy? Yeah. So, um, me and Michael, I mean. We wanted, I don't know, I think trying to get pregnant or saying that you're like pulling the goalie or whatever yeah. is such a funny um, thing to happen because I feel like once you stop protection and and are okay and like saying, because we were just like, if it happens, it happens totally fine. Same. Yeah. And then, and then, but as soon, being a woman, you're very connected to your body. So I feel like a flip switched and I downloaded the apps and I was very calculated and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. let's do it on this day because we could get pregnant. And so as soon as he said he was okay, I was like, game on. I want a baby. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think you don't realize like how badly you wanted it till you get that positive pregnancy test too. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, okay, you know, if it, ha- cause like, 
I don't know. It's there's so much there's so many girlfriends that I have that do have infertility stuff. So I kind of was preparing in my mind like this could not happen for a while. Yeah. That's why we were okay with trying. Um, But then it happened literally the very first time. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So we were shocked. I mean, we were shocked. We were very excited, but super scared because I was like, um, I I feel like it's like a joke now between me and Micah because he's like, you said it wouldn't happen on the first try. (laughs) You tricked me. I I mean, he was so so excited, but he was very nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. like anybody, but yeah, I mean, and and a couple of my girlfriends did warn me, like, "Hey, it happened on the very first try for me." Yeah, and I was like, "No, it's not gonna do that for me," but it did. Yeah, and so yeah, we were pregnant, and we um, didn't tell anybody. I was okay. like a very big proponent of just. Um, well, I had told him. I called my girlfriend because I took. I felt weird. Took a pregnancy test in the morning, and then I had called my girlfriend Alyssa. And I was like, I'm pregnant. And I, um, well, I, I said, I think I'm pregnant. And she goes, what do you mean you think you're pregnant? And I said, well, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And she goes, <laughs> okay, you are pregnant. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so then um, she made like a little um, sign and dropped it off in my mailbox. Um, and it was like a little like hang tag for our um, puppy, Stella. And mm-hmm. it said um, only child. And then it crossed out and said big sister. And so when I got home that night, I put it around her neck and then walked um, or she walked out and Mike was like, oh, my God, you know, that's how I told him. And so that was, yeah, it was super fun. But yeah, we were the only ones. We kept it a secret. I think that was, um, that was what? I think like July, maybe 14th. Okay. So I was already a couple weeks at that point because. I hadn't, t- I just didn't know to take a pregnancy test, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, everything was fine. I wasn't sick at all. And I, so I went to the doctor and I was like, I was like, yeah, I am, um, I'm feeling great. I'm not sick at all. I haven't thrown up. I don't feel nauseous. And he's like, Think- okay, that's good. Like thinking you're the lucky one. I remember exactly. that feeling. Uh-huh. I remember that feeling too. Exactly. And like he like was totally like kind of put off by that. And I think he was just surprised because obviously he's a medical profession or mm-hmm. professional. And he's like, oh, shit, that's not good, you know. Yeah. Because your hormones aren't ramping up and, that you mm-hmm. know, all of that stuff. So then um, I started spotting and I, I was like, okay. And I called my sister Oh, no, I didn't because she didn't know. Um, who did I call? Oh, Alyssa. I called Alyssa. I told her. She said um, it could be implantation spotting, mm-hmm. all of that. And then I was like, I don't know. And then I started to get crampy. Yeah. And um, so I went to the doctor, had an ultrasound. Everything was fine. Um, and that was by myself. I, and our, Barb is our ultrasound tech. She was so sweet. She's like, no, this is good. You're fine. I've, you know, the baby looks great. Um and then I went home that night, and at, like, midnight, I was, like, uh, bleeding. Yeah, well, no, it was the pain. The oh, really? Pain. It felt, I literally felt like somebody was stabbing me in my stomach. Oh, my gosh. So bleeding came first for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Just it's like crazy. Heavy. It started as spotting, and then it became heavy, and then the pain. 
Oh, yeah. See, I had the pain first, and so I called the hospital exchange. And mm-hmm. this sweet, sweet doctor, um, it was a girl. Her name was Julie. She's like, and I was at that point, um, Michael didn't know what to do. And I was on the kitchen floor, um, like fetal position, crying, bawling, couldn't breathe because I was just so upset. And she's like, honey, you're having a miscarriage, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, there's nothing you can yeah. do. And that was like, honestly, the most helpless feeling ever. Mm-hmm. Everything in your body is telling you to protect this baby, protect this baby. And there's absolutely nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Totally. I completely understand that. So did you end up telling your family? So, well, yes, I, so the next day me and Michael went to the doctor to confirm we had a miscarriage and I, um, oh my God, I'm so, so sad. I just remember crying in the waiting room. And then, so we went right when it opened, Michael's like, we're not waiting. We're just going to yeah. go and they're going to see us and I don't care. And I was like, okay. And, um, so we were just waiting and all of these nurses would like peek their head out and they're like, what's, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And, um, then they finally put us in a room and then poor Barb, um, we had an ultrasound and that's how we confirmed we lost, um, the baby. Okay. And so, yeah, that was, that was so Traumatic, yeah. Traumatic. Like, I just, we didn't know how to process it. And so then, of course, I had to tell my mom, you know, she's like my best friend. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing I have ever kept from her. And I had kept that secret. And so it was like, so it was the hurt of the loss, the hurt of not feeling so alone because we didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I just, it was, it was bad. So, and I don't know about you, but for me, um, one of the hardest things was actually like, it's great to like, my family was like my support system as well, but it almost made it more difficult too, because I, I almost felt like I was disappointing them, even though they never made me feel that way. Like it was like, it was their heartbreak too then. Yeah. I I don't know if you felt that way. I don't know. I feel like my, my sister has three babies. And so I mm-hmm. feel like, and she's had one miscarriage. Okay. And so I feel like they had kind of, and I don't want to discount their feelings, but like, I feel like they'd been through that before. Yeah. And so like. They I were somewhat I, prepared for it. Exactly. Whereas me, yeah. it was complete shock, did not know. And so they were just kind of like, you know, trying to console me and tell me everything would be okay. But in my mind, it was literally like the end of my world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So how, how long did you say it took you to get pregnant then with Bo? Um, three, uh, three tries. So three tries. Okay. Yeah. We missed August, missed September, missed October and then, um, November. What right was after it like? A party or a, a wine filled Thanksgiving. <laughs> guilty. Oh yeah. my God. Especially after miscarriage oh because you totally start to think about those things in a whole different way. Everything. Like, I would not eat soybeans. I would not do yep. coffee. I would you not do. Yes. You start to change everything. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, Just to, yeah, keep this baby. Yep. Even though nothing you did you know, ended that first one, your mind just starts to play tricks on you. And to be honest, I feel like, um, for women, it's just a control thing. Uh You know, they kind of feel like they have more control if they can curb their diet or, you know, do some physical activity or, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's at least how it was for me. 
How did it, I mean, how did you guys feel trying right away again? Oh, talk about a strain on a marriage. Yes. Yep. He, yeah, he wasn't ready. I mm-hmm. mean, Michael took it hard, way harder than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, and But he was like the quiet, I don't know, the quiet. The quiet aspect. take it hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And where I, I would cry every day, I got depressed. Hi, Bobo. I got depressed um, and just was not myself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to try right away because I felt like that would be the band-aid that if we got pregnant, that would fix everything and I wouldn't feel that hurt Mm -hmm. anymore. Whereas he, I feel like, wanted time to really wrap his head around it, process it fully. And me, I just wanted to slap the band-aid on. Yeah. And did you feel like it was like that? Like, was it like slapping a band-aid on? Um... Yeah, I mean, some days it was and some days it wasn't. It was like, I I don't know. It's hard to explain because. Uh, it is. I know what you mean, though, because obviously I'm kind of in that situation, too, pregnant. Yeah. And yeah, it's like you never forget. Exactly. Like, happened. And that's why I was so upset with everybody around me because I felt like as the months went on and we kept on like missing and missing, I felt like people were forgetting like my baby. Yeah. You know, or like not talking about him or her every day. Like that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it every single day. Yep. Think about it. And maybe that's just how I was grieving. But No, and I think and then, I think that's normal. I think that's what this podcast is all about too, is like opening up that conversation because I think people tend to just like it's easier just Yeah, it's easier just to like shut it off and not talk about it anymore. And right. you know, but it's like the more we talk about it, the less lonely everyone else is going to feel when they go through it for the first time, second time, third time, you know. Right. Um so how did this pregnancy with Bo differ from the one that you lost, like emotionally and yeah. physically? Well, physically, I was sick every I single remember morning. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could set my alarm. Like, it was 7.34. I would not put on my mascara before that time because I would be in the bathroom, um, you know, puking. So mm-hmm. my mascara would run. So I would just, like, be like, okay, this is just the new routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, that was, I mean, I felt complete. I mean, yeah, I felt completely different. But I had never gotten that far in, in our first pregnancy. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to gauge. Um, what the differences were emotionally. I mean, I was completely checked out. Yeah. Terrified. It was terrified. Turned it off every like emotion to this baby. Wouldn't mm-hmm. rub my tummy. Wouldn't talk to my belly. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Until, until I finally felt. Um, I don't know. Like I started to grow in the flutters and stuff like that. Yeah. And I finally started to be like, okay, this is real. I can let my guard down. Mm-hmm. It's almost like coming out of a bad relationship and entering a new one. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. You just put that wall up. Yep. Put that wall up. Be prepared for the worst. Hope for the best. But know that it's possible. Because I think with the first one, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this happened. This is the worst thing ever. And so with the second one, I was like, all right, I'm not going to let myself feel that again if it happens. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. literally cannot because it took everything out of me. Totally. So when did you guys announce this pregnancy? I, so I had 
taken so many pregnancy tests. I bought those little <laughs> um, dipsticks on Amazon. Yeah. Like the 100 pack. <laughs> yep. Um, and even, like, when I knew there was absolutely no chance, like, I would just take it just for peace of mind. Like, I was addicted to yep. peeing in a cup, I guess. Me um, too. Yeah. So, but I texted um, my mom, my dad, and my sister because they honestly were the ones – like, I would call every single day. And my dad was the one who, he, like, my mom would say, it's okay, you know. But my dad would say, honey, I am sorry you lost a baby. I am sorry yeah. you lost a baby. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one that would kind of come out and say that where my mom was supportive, but just in a different way. She yeah. was like, the, you can do this. You can go on. You can have a life. And my dad was the one who was, like, you know, kind of living in the past with me. Yeah. Um, so I texted them and to, to show you how, like, I don't know, out of it I was, I, I captioned the photo. I took a pre- the pregnancy test. I took a picture of it. And then I wrote on the photo, here we go again. Yeah. So that's how, like, I was, like, super happy. But I was, like, not letting myself, like, be like, yay, you know. I think that's actually the exact same caption that I sent with my second pregnancy. Yeah. (laughs) It was, here we go again. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, so crazy. Um, So then, like, when when did you start? Because I know you said once you started feeling, like, flutters and stuff. When was that with Bo? Like, that you started to just kind of be like, okay, this is happening. Like, how far along were you? Oh, it. I, I would say at least six months in. Yeah. Yeah. And because I didn't feel him for a long time. Because like, it's, it's hard. You're, you, you know, your first baby yeah. that makes it that far, it takes a little bit longer. Right. Exactly. So, no, I did not. Um, yeah, I was really checked out. Did you so, have any, for- did you have any, like, scares? Yes. Throughout that pregnancy? Uh-huh. Like, I know personally, like, I've been to the uh, the ER multiple times thinking I was going to lose, you know, uh-huh. my baby uh-huh. for absolutely no reason other than my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I would cry to Michael and, you know, tell him, I think I'm losing the baby. I think I'm losing the baby. And he's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he would just tell me to pray and get through it like that. And I was like, okay. Um, but no, there's, um, there was, I think... Two times before I was super far along, I just went to the doctor like an extra time. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know. And my doctor was so like cool about that. He's like, come in anytime. We will work you in. You know, it doesn't matter. You. Yeah. Because he knows me. So I just needed that peace of mind. Yeah. Um, did did they do it, Did they do anything different for you with this pregnancy? Progesterone. That's what I thought. Yep. Yep. And I, you know what? I was trying to. I don't know if he put me on it before I got pregnant and, like, was taking it proactively. Mm-hmm. But, no, I don't think – no, I remember. Okay, so I called him, and I said, I have a positive preg- – or I said, I think I'm pregnant. He goes, why do you think you're pregnant? And I'm like, oh, I took a positive <laughs> test. Again, just, like, totally, like, like I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to shield myself from the pain. Um, if it didn't work, but, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to call, um, in a progesterone to your pharmacy, which is at target. And so I go to target and my insurance card wouldn't work. I know. Yeah. And so I was like, they're like, um, okay, well, we'll just wait and we'll run it. We'll call the insurance because it was after work. So the, nobody could call the insurance company to get it to go through or whatever, however that works. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I go, this is a life or death situation. <laughs> In my head it was. So yeah. I ended up paying, I think it was like $175 for progesterone. You're that like, was I not- need this now. Uh-huh. I was like, I do not care. I was like, I will jump over that counter to get that. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a hefty little price tag. And I called them the next day. And he's like, no, you totally could have waited. And I was like, oh. <laughs> In your head, though, you can't. I, I no. know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, man, I, I, that poor, poor pharmacist tech. <laughs> so I did was, they, uh, they, they had you on that till 12 weeks, right? Um. Or the second no, trimester? Think, yeah, the second trimester. It okay. took a, yeah, yeah. I mean, what would that be? I think a little longer, like 14 weeks. Okay. I, well, actually, he said I could take it as long as I wanted to. Yeah. So did they, even, the- did, did they test your progesterone or did they put you on it as like a precaution? Um, they tested it and um, they, oh, yeah, I remember the whole levels thing, how mm-hmm. it's supposed to like double and then multiply or whatever. Um, yeah, the first time I, they said I was low. Okay. That's what they think caused it. Um, Interesting. You know, I feel, I mean, compared to all these other stories and research I've done, like talk about a blessing that that's all it was. Yeah. Having having an answer. Potentially. You never know. Like you never truly know if that's what, you know, if that's what the issue was, but. Exactly. Yeah. But to Um, have, yeah. To have that game plan. Having a game plan is honestly like the nicest thing when you are going through those kind of struggles. Um, I know with like you and I being friends and being social media friends and whatnot, like we, we went through our first one together. What was it just out of curiosity? Like what were, what was it like to like have that rainbow baby and then kind of like watch other people and, you know, myself continue to go through them. Yeah, no, I just remember, um, showing Michael when you went through, you know, each, each miscarriage and just saying, you know, I, how bad I felt and how I would, you know, I would just cry for you because it's, I knew that you knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, it's just a miserable feeling because you lose total control Mm -hmm. and you just want your body to work so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just a womanly instinct. Um, Yeah. So, and then, but along with that, I felt guilt to be honest. Because I, I feel that right now. The guilt? Being, of, yeah, being pregnant. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, I knew, like, deep down, like, you were so happy for me. Yeah. I was, you know? well, was going to say your story, you know, as somebody who has been through it and then had a healthy pregnancy, like, for me, that was hope, you know? Mm-hmm. We're like seeing other women get pregnant. I, and I still, to this day, feel horrible saying this. It made me almost angry. Oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah, which is an emotion that you don't expect to feel ever until you, you know, you don't ever expect to feel anger when you yeah, find out somebody's like, pregnant. And I swear, every time or right after I miscarried, everybody and their brother was posting uh-huh. their pregnancy announcements. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, why do they get to be pregnant? And I don't. Exactly. It's a whole new mixture of emotions that you start to feel. Yes. Um, after you've been through it. So I want to thank you for, you know, you know, still continuing to share your story. Like, you know, me watching your pregnancy brought me hope. It didn't bring me that same feeling that, you know, I was feeling with a lot of other people, which I still just feel so guilty. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I know what you mean. I feel yeah. that guilt right now, even being through four losses. And it's like, I've, I've been, we've both, we've been through the ringer, but there's still just that guilty feeling of like, gosh, people are still going through this. Right. Well, and um, yeah, it's just so sad that they don't have the answers that they so want. And, yeah. You know, you wish you could give them all of the hope and the courage that, you know, you could share with them. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's what this is doing right now. Absolutely. Um, for yeah. some people. So how I'm very curious about this, because obviously I'm only a couple months away from giving birth to Ryan. How I mean, how was the experience of like giving birth to a baby after going through what you've gone through? Yeah. I mean, I feel like as soon as soon as I let myself realize that it was going to happen, it was so much better. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with the anxiety and the pressure I was putting on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it was it was crazy. I mean, um, so yeah, again, I went in because I had stopped feeling him so much. And mm-hmm. I was like, God, if you take this baby, and I am nine months pregnant, I'm going to lose it, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes that happens. And I so I was so I was preparing myself for that when I went in and I had the non stress test. And then he comes in because Bo was kind of, well, they thought he was going to be a huge baby, like a 10 pounder, but turns out I just had a lot of fluid. Okay. Um, but they said, um, my doctor, again, just knowing me, he's like, all right, well, there's no reason to wait. Let's go get this baby. Let's do it. And I was like, okay. And me being such a weirdo that I am, I'm like, oh, I don't want a July baby. Can we wait? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and I don't know why I guess in my head I really wasn't prepared to have the yeah. baby just yet yeah um and he's like Michelle he just looks at me he's like Michelle really and I'm like okay fine and he's like all right I'll see you at 7 a.m tomorrow morning I'm like okay I guess it's go time <laughs> so were you 40 weeks I was 30 what was I was 39 weeks Okay. And then, yeah, he was due August 6th, and uh, I delivered on August 1st and went into the hospital and got induced the 31st. Okay, so you got induced. So, yeah. But then you you had mentioned you you had quite the experience because you were in labor for a long time. Yes. So, yeah, we got in at 7 a.m., checked in. Everything was good. Um, Got the, I don't know, it's like a medicine, and they actually insert it to um in you mm-hmm. and so then it's, it has to sit there and you can't really move for I think it's like five or seven hours oh goodness. but it's it, yeah it's, it speeds up pregnancy or whatever mm-hmm. um and but it's not like there's like a harsh one and then there's like um I don't know like a more laid back one and this was like the more laid back one and I think that's why it took so long okay and then um, my water broke and they were all the nurses were super pumped for me because they say that never happens um, okay this medicine and so that's a weird feeling so prepare yourself for that show like I cried because it was it startled me because I had just fallen asleep yeah and then yeah and then it's like and you can't move when you have this medicine. So mm-hmm. I was just sitting there and ugh, it was the worst. Oh, but it was gosh. also the best because yeah. I'm glad I got to experience that. Yeah. The water breaking. Um, and yeah, like when they tell you it's a pop, it's literally a pop. Really? Yes. Like you think like that's, oh, yeah, right. No, it's a pop. I you feel like feel I have it. no idea what I'm about to like get myself into. <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah, I didn't either. But I, I mean, I guess I'm super pumped that I was in the hospital. Yeah, and I had to deal with it because I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, and so yeah, I so I my water broke, and then when you get induced, it's like a hurry up and wait sort of feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like so it would speed up and then it would slow down. So I was I had progressed normally like you should so I was dilated up until seven centimeters and then I just plateaued and I stopped and so I did all of like the crazy well and then I I was trying to be like a superhero and wait for my epidural which is stupid (laughs) do not do that like there's no reason to do that um looking back on it because like I was like oh yeah I want to feel it I want to see if I could do it naturally because like that would have been cool, but no, mm-hmm. not no. I'm yeah, no, kidding. I'm right. I'm getting the drugs. <laughs> yep. Nope. There's, I mean, and there's no way I would not like going back. I would have got asked as soon as I checked in. I should have been like epidural, please. <laughs> um, so so, yeah, it was a lot of hurry up and wait. And then about three, like a three o'clock the next day, Dr. Thompson came in and he's like, all right, how you feeling? And I was like, I'm getting to the end of it, you know, the end of my rope. And he's like, all right, well, let's just go get the baby. And I was like, perfect. And so, you know, well, he let me and Michael talk about it. And of course, Michael, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. I mean, I guess that's the right response. Yeah. But in that, I just wanted him to tell me what to do. Yeah. Because it's his baby, too. Yeah. You know, but so then, yeah, we went and his, um, his aunt is actually um, uh, like a baby nurse or whatever you call them, a mm-hmm. pediatric nurse. And so she was able to be in the room with us or in the operating room. Oh, with us. awesome. So, yeah, she was telling us everything that was happening. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. And so we never found out what it was. Um, and that... I don't know. I struggled with not knowing what it was the first with the first baby, but honestly, I couldn't have known because it was too early. Early, so, yeah. Because like I think that might have helped me or hurt me in the morning process. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still didn't find out because that's just like a thing in his family. Um, they mm-hmm. don't find out and they just let it be a surprise. Okay. And so um, they uh, went in and pulled Bo out, or we didn't know who he was or who it was. Yeah. Um, and so then held him up over like the little sheet thing and Michael is just looking and looking and I'm like oh my god what is it what is it (laughs) and he's like oh it's a boy and I had convinced him it was a girl because he was a boy so bad I was trying to play like devil's advocate um and so yeah both he did like a double fist pump and he was so excited yeah so did Bo come out crying no Uh -uh. no okay is that pretty normal for a C-section? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't yeah. know. I mean, I was super, I mean, after going through like 20 hours of labor and then putting on those, like the drugs that they put you on, I was out of it. Okay. So, so they don't I, like, it's not like the normal, like they don't let you like hold them right away or no, do they? Okay. No, because your hands are strapped down. Okay. So that's super, Michael could. Michael, okay. like he left my side and went and saw him get weighed. Um and like got his little um, footprint on his hand and all that cute stuff whereas me I was just strapped to a table oh my gosh yeah I'm like what's (laughs) going on over there um when you did get to when you did get to hold him what was it like like what was the 
you know, after going through a loss, like, is it yeah. just surreal? Yeah, it was. I was like, I can't believe this is actually my baby. Like, I, like, and that's the thing. Like, it's never, I don't know. I feel like I never let myself really, truly, like, I just, I always said, I just want to hold my baby. I just want to hold my mm-hmm. baby. And then I finally got to, so. Yeah, that's kind of what I, where I'm feeling. That's when it's going to, like, hit me. It's going to uh-huh. be like, oh, my gosh, I made it. Like. Yes, I did it. We did this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. However, oh. I will tell you that because he sat on my cervix for, like, seven hours, homeboy's head looked like a cone head. <laughs> did he have to wear a helmet at all? No, he didn't. No. Because they put him on, like, this gel thing. But mm-hmm. he did. I was, like, because people were, like, wanting to come in and see him. I'm, like, put a hat on him. Put a hat on him. <laughs> I'll have to send you the picture. Because, like, yeah, no, it's intense. It uh, is intense. What an awesome story, though. Like, I'm so happy that you got, you know, your happy ending and the yes. rainbow baby and the whole, just your your whole experience. And it probably made you appreciate everything so much more, too. Yeah. You know what? And it made me realize how, how just, I don't know, there need, like, you, like you're doing. There needs to be such a community for this because it's so lacking and women mm-hmm. feel so alone. Mm-hmm. It's the most, you know, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I think it's always going to feel lonely when you're going through it. But to just ease that up a little bit, like, that's kind of the mission behind all of this. Right. Or to just talk to someone who's not so close to you. Yeah. That's why I initially reached out because, like, everybody was telling me, you know, it was probably for the best. Something was, you know, not right or it just wasn't the right time. I'm like, screw that. And then you can get the real talk. From yeah, real else. talk. Somebody else who's going through this and knows the exact feelings I'm feeling. Yeah. It's hard to relate unless you've been through it. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Before we kind of close out, is there any advice you would give to the listeners after going through a loss? Um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there has to be, whether mm-hmm. that is adoption whether that is having your rainbow baby whether that is fostering you know um if you want to be a mommy there's there's ways to do that and you know we're so lucky to live in a world that (laughs) Bo's laughing um (laughs) that lets you do that but yeah there's nothing like holding your own child but Mm -hmm. but there is there's always a light at the end of the tunnel even if you can't see it yet yes yes and nobody knows the plan but yeah so yeah. just hang in there and know that there's other women going through it too and that you're not alone, although you feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anywhere that people could reach out to you if they wanted to? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Do I, I think I don't even know my Instagram handle. I think, is it Shell Springer? Yeah, Shell Springer. So Springer, yep. Springer. And I think, is it 29 maybe at the end? I, I think so. But I think okay. if you just type in at Shell Springer, it pops up. Okay. Yeah. That's me. Awesome. And then before we close out here, you guys, there's a few places that you can join the Lamb Fam and help spread the word or, you know, just not feel so alone. And that is subscribing here to the podcast, leaving a review, heading over to YouTube at Shelly Metling Life After Miscarriage to follow my personal story. And we have two Instagrams. We have one for the podcast, which is lamb fam podcast and my personal at shelly metling so head over and let's connect thanks michelle
No problem. And can't wait to see baby Rai Rai. I know. Rai Rai, Rai Guy, Rai Bob, whatever we want to call him. Yeah. <laughs> Options are endless. <laughs> oh.